You're listening to Crypto at the Ferrum Roundtable, made for the people who want to make the most out of their crypto journey, with the mission of breaking down barriers to mass adoption of blockchain technology. This podcast is brought to you by the folks at Ferrum Network. All information in this podcast is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information contained in or provided in this podcast is not intended to be and does not constitute financial advice, investment advice, trading advice, or any other advice. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Crypto at the Ferrum Roundtable. I'm Tom from the marketing team here at Ferrum Network. Please welcome Nick. Hey Nick. Hey, Tom. Thanks for having me. What's up, everybody? Yeah. Uh, this is so good. You know, like this, I'm so excited for that. Like, I'm always excited for anything, but I am so excited for this um, because everyone knows in the community that we've launched the alpha test program um, of Crucible, right? Um, and all the updates that we're sharing pretty much um, on on daily basis, we've had um, an update from on the progress this morning on our Telegram and Discord as well. And for everyone, if you want to stay up to date, come and join our Telegram uh, channel and our Discord as well um, for a chance to be um, in the next batch of um, alpha testers. Um, but Nick, what I wanted to I wanted to ask you a couple of questions, right? But um, I feel like there's still a lot of people in the community that may not fully understand um, and grasp the idea and the concept behind um, Crucible. So if, if you could maybe shed some light and give your idea on the concept in a very like kind of short and simple way for everyone to understand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, first off, I just want to like um, comment on the uh, the enthusiasm here because I share it as well. Like, <laughs> I don't think we really understood the magnitude of of this product until we started alpha testing it, and I don't think we really understood what was going to happen. You know, we had the theory, we had you know what things looked like on paper, but to actually see it in action and realize that like you know this thing works um was really cool because I, I think we were all a little bit nervous like to launch it um even in alpha just like eh, is it gonna work the way we anticipated it to i mean um so yeah i i'm super super excited more excited than i thought i was gonna be i didn't think it was gonna be this um promising um even though i was super excited about it before i'm like i don't know it's just this is super fun and and um the the alpha test has been going really, really well. So anyway, without further ado, yeah, let's, let's dive into what, what it is that we're actually talking about, right? So like, what is Crucible? Um, I think we'll get into some more questions a little bit later about, um, you know, a little bit more in depth on what Crucible is, but at a high level, Crucible is a DeFi protocol that is built to create sustainable rewards economics. Right. We wanted to be able to provide sustainable rewards to our um, firm community, as opposed to, um, you know, emissions, a lot of emissions and uh, uh, an inflationary model, which is the problem in so many um, uh, DeFi products today. So Crucible combines elements of reflection staking and elements of liquid staking to create a sustainable rewards economy. Um, and uh, provide some some passive income, hopefully for uh, participants. Cool. Okay. Okay. While Thank burning ferrum at the same time, might I add. So while burning ferrum at the same time, not, not just sustainable, it's also deflationary. 
Nice, very nice. Um, and uh, okay, so we've built, we've developed this um, this protocol. Um, but what I would actually like to um, ask you is um, if we could just go back um, to the basics for a second, because this is a solution to a problem, to a, maybe a set of problems, right? Um, what problems can you, like we've actually discovered and you can point out, you can highlight um, in DeFi that there are right now? Yeah, um, so I think you know, it's interesting, like DeFi is this like amazing phenomenon, right? And it's just just begun its journey um, towards mass adoption. Um, and while like its value proposition is, is it's like a super, it's a noble cause, right? Um, we're trying to decentralize these um, financial in instruments. There's still certain elements that you've alluded to here that are inherent in many DeFi protocols that are hindering the, the adoption of the sector as a whole. Um, and you know, our core mission has always been to break down barriers to mass adoptions, uh, break down barriers to mass adoption, sorry. Um, so, you know, first step is to identify the problem, right? And I think there's three main problems here, one of them being the most pressing issue, uh, but I'll start with the, the, the two other ones. Um, one is user experience and user interface. There's a ton of products out there that really only like a total DeFi degen is capable of using. You get mm -hmm. someone who's like getting their feet wet in crypto to hop into um, DeFi for the first time. And like, it's gonna be really, really difficult to use a lot of these products. Um, so it's, it's capturing a very small amount of people in crypto. Uh, so that's that's one major issue, right? Is creating something that has a really simple and easy to use interface, and is a, an experience that's fun, right? We want to create experiences that are enjoyable. We don't want to create an experience that gives people headaches. So that's and that's most DeFi products right now, in my opinion, give me a headache when I'm trying to use them. Um, so uh, the other the other major issue is security. We hear so much about these like exploits and attacks. Uh, in and, and hacks and whatnot in, in crypto and specifically when it comes to um, DeFi. So how do you create a super, super secure protocol? Well, Ferrum's always you know, been on the cutting edge of, of security. We've, since 2018, we've been deploying smart contracts um, and haven't had a single one ever exploited, not good, right? But hey, um, like uh, we've had, there's, there's a few different smart contracts that are involved in Crucible. We've had multiple smart contracts uh, here audited by multiple different um, auditing firms, Hacken and Zokio. Um, and our audits always come back with flying colors. So um, I've, I've a lot of faith in the people who built this product inside our, our dev team that they've built it with the utmost security in mind. Um, but that's, that's one of the major issues, right? Um, is that, um, uh, security, but the biggest issue is uh, sustainability um, and creating a token economy or the economics behind a DeFi product being sustainable, um, which so many right now aren't. Like you look at the two most common DeFi protocols in the space are uh, farming and staking. Well. You know, in the case of farming, a lot of times, you know, you're farming on a DEX and the DEX is giving you rewards tokens and their native asset. 
but all that's doing is just adding a ton of sell pressure, right? In, in, in the case of staking, if a project wants to reward its users in its own native asset for staking, well, you're kind of just delaying an inevitable dump, right? Like the, you, you stake, you stake for a period of time, you get your principal out, you get your, your, your rewards, all claim them at the same time. And it adds a lot of sell pressure to the project. It locks up tokens for a period of time and it gives people like, you know, the ability to, to build while those tokens are locked up. It gives projects the ability to build, but eventually everyone gets their principal out, everyone gets their rewards and um, it adds a lot of sell pressure. So creating sustainable DeFi products um, is something that I think DeFi is really lacking right now and something that we are trying to fix it. Ferrum okay. building the crucible. Cool. Thank you for that. So just to sum up, we've got UX, UI design of DeFi products. We've got security of DeFi products and we've got sustainability of DeFi products. Those are three main issues, problems that DeFi protocols are facing right now. Um, mm -hmm. Thank you for, for explaining that to us, um, Nick. Now, um, can you tell us a little bit about how is actually Crucible solving those problems? Because I think that's key. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's important to understand kind of like the different aspects of what crucible is right so i think understanding what reflection tokens are is, is super important so um you know we've got our native tokens ferrum and ferrum x but through the crucible dashboard users are actually able to mint a wrapped version of those tokens called cferrum cfrm and cfrmx right so crucible ferrum crucible ferrum x um, now these wrapped versions are considered reflection tokens and reflection tokens are unique in the sense that they have um, transaction fees associated to them. So this means that like anytime someone buys, sells, transfers, adds liquidity, stakes, unstakes, removes liquidity, um, all of those different transactions have a fee associated to them. Now that's, you can kind of consider that like a tax, so to speak. Now, like, I know your thing is like, oh, tax, like nobody likes taxes, but it's important to understand what ends up happening with these fees. So in the case of Crucible, Ferrum gives our holders the ability to either stake CFRM or CFRMX as a single asset staking pool, or add liquidity in the form of CFRM and BNB or CFRMX and BNB as those pairs, right? So when you add liquidity, you're you're adding a pair, um, and and you're um, so it's two tokens, right? Um, so mm -hmm. those that are staking the single assets are actually earning or sharing twenty percent of all those transaction fees that are generated, proportional to their stake in the pool. Those that are adding liquidity with CFRM and BNB are actually sharing an eighty percent of the um, the fees that are generated proportional to their stake. Mm -hmm. um, so stakers and liquidity providers can actually come in and out of this pool as they please. But every time they leave, um, they're, they're actually charged a fee that will actually be distributed to those who remain in the pools as well. Um, this incentivizes long-term holding, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I think the most fascinating part about where these rewards are being sourced is that, you know, unlike the case with most unsustainable reward models, where rewards are taken from like the treasury or a marketing budget or any other 
uncirculated token supply um, and adding these tokens into the circulating supply, thus inflating the circulating supply and adding sell pressure. On the other hand, um, and in this, in this instance, all those rewards are actually being generated uh, from the circulating supply, the existing su circulating supply. They're being generated from volume. Uh, Nichelle uh, at, at Ferrum um, said it really well. She said, um, We've turned, and I want to quote her right. She said, "We've turned, uh, we've turned trading volume into a product," and I think that's that's so cool. Like it's and it's essentially what we did. There's all these fees that are generated from from trading volume are actually being distributed back to our holders. So that's where the sustainable rewards model comes in. And the coolest part. I know I've said the this is the coolest part a couple times, but this is really the coolest part <laughs> um, is that these assets are actually appreciating assets because, um, you know, if if you were to ask most people who have a basic understanding of economics, if they would rather be rewarded in a token that's um, inflationary or one that's deflationary, most people would say they'd rather be rewarded in the deflationary one. So um, rewarding token holders in a sustainable fashion wasn't like quite enough for Verum. We actually wanted it to make it beyond sustainable. We wanted to ensure that the asset being used to reward stakers and liquidity provider and, and LP providers was actually deflationary, right? So 10% of all the transaction fees that are generated from the trading fees are actually burned. So 0.2% of all the trading volume is actually taken out of circulation, which in turn decreases the supply of not only CFRM and CFRMX, but their unwrapped counterparts, FRM and FRMX too, since it's a one-to-one -one mint ratio. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, uh, that, <laughs> I know that was super long-winded, but it's a lot to unpack. I hope it made sense. Cool. Okay. It did, it did, it did. And um, what can you tell us? Because I think you've already touched up on that um, a little bit, but what can you tell us um, on the infinity feedback loop? You know, I, I haven't really touched on that yet. Um, one of the ways that we're actually, and I love that you called it that, we have been kind of trying to arrive at a name for it. Uh, I heard like perpetual rewards loop going around. Um, but you just said infinity loop. And I think we've just arrived at what we're going to call it because that's uh, in line with our, our branding. So nice, nice one, Tom. Um, <laughs> so um, since the amount of rewards generated for crucible participants is directly correlated to trading volume, the most important component to making crucible successful is actually trading volume. If there isn't volume, then the product doesn't work. Fortunately, we've thought of a really cool way to ensure that volume remains consistent. And the key word here is arbitrage. So when adding liquidity, we actually set the price of CFRM and CFRMX 50% higher than their unwrapped counterparts, FRM and FRMX. So um, since users are actually able to mint FRM for CFRM in a one-to-one -one ratio, they're able to sell the more valuable crucible version of the token directly into the unwrapped token, which actually gets them more than what they started with, right? Um, so you're, you're, let's say, you know, you buy, uh, you have one ferrum, 
and you mint a, a crucible ferrum, well, that crucible ferrum is worth one and a half times the price of ferrum. So they sell that crucible ferrum back into ferrum and they get one and a half times the ferrum that they originally had. So you just rinse, repeat. Obviously, arbitrage eventually balances itself out. Um, but considering the deflationary nature of the token burns, it makes it much more difficult for the price of CFRM and CFRMX to reach this like price equilibrium with Ferrum and Ferrumx because there's constantly um, supply being being burned. Um, so the other aspect to that is we're having a bunch of initiatives that we're going to be doing like um, trading competitions um, to and ensure that the um, the uh, the price of of those tokens is actually increasing um, of of CFRM is increasing compared to FR FRM so that um, people are actually able to play those arbitrage opportunities more often. Um, but the other thing to consider is like people are earning pretty massive APRs right now in a sustainable way in def in a deflationary asset um, being used as the rewards token by staking their CFRM and CFRMX and adding liquidity. So as long as people see those rewards too, they're gonna to be buying CFRM and CFRMX and staking it as well. So that's another thing that's gonna help the arbitrage um, remain afloat and keep people playing that, what you call the infinity feedback loop. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it progresses as we add more people to alpha and eventually go to beta and beyond. But um, right now it's generating a ton of volume. And the I think the rewards yesterday on the first day of alpha, it was something crazy, like an 8,000% APY. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously with more people that's gonna change somewhat, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, no, this is like mind blown with, you know, the way that the, the, the with the progress of this, um, uh, alpha testing of crucible um and where it's going because this isn't something that i think we've uh, we we've also expected you know um i know the 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 total kind of um, transaction volume so far um it's i think like 3x uh, to what uh, we expected um in the yeah. first couple of days of um, alpha testing so this seems phenomenal um mm. and i just you know i think a lot of people to be completely honest first when i heard about this i was like this just seems too good to be true, you know? <laughs> and I think a lot of people are going to think like, what do you mean? They like literally, so you've got FRM, um, you maintain a CFRM, um, and basically in the end, you're just making, like you, you're just creating, generating money. Like you're just creating money in a loop. Like, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what it looks like right now. I'm hoping that we scale this the same way that it, you know, that we came out the gates with it. But um, yeah, I, I don't know, like there's ways we can ensure that um, those who are getting into Crucible too are, you know, um, there's there's ways that we can uh, kind of allow the beta waitlist to, to trade CFRM and CFRMX in order to work their way up the waitlist to gain access. So you're kind of creating this FOMO and driving volume too in that way. Um, and then we can always cap like how much, how many people get involved. So it's like, try to get involved now because like, um, we, we need to make sure that the trading volume is consistent with the amount of TVL. 
So those are the two variables that need to stay like somewhat consistent with each other. If the trading volume is equal to the amount of TVL in which is total value locked in these staking contracts, then the APRs are going to be really high. Um, so, so as long as the trading volume is somewhat in the same ballpark as the TVL, we're good. And we can monitor that really easily. So we can adjust accordingly and, and let people in accordingly. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be, I, I hope we can just open it up like and just like everyone like rush in. Um, I think we will, but yeah. I certainly cannot wait um, to, to to test it out and to you know for for, for Crucible to actually go um, public fully officially getting released. I cannot wait. Um, the craziest thing is is like that I like I love to think about is like what what happens when we launch Crucible on a different network, right? So right now we're only launching Crucible on BSC, but imagine launching Crucible on say like um, Polygon or Avalanche or something like that. And people being able to play arbitrage opportunities using uh, our next product, Infinity Swap, which is the cross-chain aggregator and actually being able to play arbitrage opportunities using Infinity Swap, which by the way, every time is uh, Ferrum's bridged across networks, some, some Ferrum is burned as well. So mm -hmm. they're playing arbitrage opportunities across networks using infinity swap, burning Ferrum as they jump across networks, burning Ferrum as they transact in Crucible Ferrum and, and FerrumX, right? And then um, always trying to look for the highest APRs. Like, let's say like you're on like um, uh, BSC and then like you saw the APR was like twice as high on Avalanche and they're like, well, you know, I know I have to pay a 2% fee or whatever to transact, but it's definitely going to be worth it to get this higher APR. So people are then bridging over, burning Ferrum, jumping in that APR. So they're playing arbitrage, not only on the price of CFRM to FRM on different networks, but they're also playing arbitrage on APRs. So that's like something that I can't wait till we are able to release, but yeah, it just adds a whole other like layer of like infinite possibilities. Do you know what? This seems like this is probably the best thing that is happening that happened to crypto since Bitcoin. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm hoping we can be like, yeah, we broke money. We, yeah, <laughs> we broke the financial system. Oh. <laughs> can you imagine? I think people are going to be so excited to not just the style, but actually see um going going uh, uh, live and officially getting released. Um, I think we can actually end on this because this is basically like an introduction to what's going on, some updates as well on 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 Crucible. And uh, I feel basically this is uh, this is probably a beginning introduction to the road to Crucible, um, which is basically going to be a little series that we want to introduce to our community, to everyone. Um, and we're going to be explaining different aspects of Crucible moving forward. And would you like to say anything else? Yeah, no, I mean, like we'll be providing updates like pretty much daily about the way the APRs are looking in the, in the pools and how much volume we're doing. So everyone keep your eye on that. And like, we'll be releasing, or we'll be allowing more and more people into Crucible to test um, along this kind of road to, beta and beyond and um, i'm really looking forward to seeing other team members get on the roundtable series here and talk about their interpretation um, of crucible and like hear their take on it because it's a lot to unpack and 
I think the more people we get kind of talking about it on the team that really understand the product, the, the more our community will be able to understand it. But I hope I was able to provide some clarity. I know it's a little bit. Oh, yeah, definitely. 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 I mean, you know, it's still like even in a, in a very simple words, it still can be quite um, difficult to um, to fully understand the, the idea and concept. So the I'm just going to be re-watching this video. The best way to understand it is just to use the product, right? Like, yeah, yeah, like, literally. And, and so that's why, you know, everyone should just like get in line um, and, and, and use it because once you use it, you're like, oh, wow, this makes a lot of sense. The user interface and experience is really, really well thought out. Kudos to our, our dev team. They've, they've been kicking butt on this. And yeah, uh, yeah I think, uh, I, I think once people use it, they're going to be like, wow, this is like way simpler than uh, Nick made it out to be in the explanation video. Um, <laughs> No, I love it. I love it. And for everyone, guys, come and join Telegram and Discord. Everything really about Crucible happens on Discord. Um, and that's where you can usually apply for to be in the next batch of um, alpha testers and soon um, beta testers as well. Um, I'm still in the queue. I haven't, I haven't really touched it yet, unfortunately, and I'm really sad about that. But it's the community that's the most important and it's you guys that need to um, test it out and need to see what it's all about first. So I fully understand that. Um, but yeah, come and join, join the queue, um, get on it, start testing it, because this is going to be big. <laughs> okay, yeah. Cool. cool. Thank you so much, Nick. Thank you for joining. Thank you for explaining, Crucible, the concept, the issues and problems that DeFi space um, is actually facing right now how we you know solving those issues um with uh, with uh, products like crucible um yeah thank you so much ferrum network is a pioneer in ushering in the era of interoperability 2.0 ferrum network's mainnet nodes and related infrastructure will bring value data and functional interoperability to every chain in the industry ferrum also specializes as a multi-chain blockchain as a service DeFi company adding deflationary mechanisms token utility and advisory services to projects across the crypto space 